Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Your mom is more of like a visual artist and your yeah. dad is like an audio with like music. Good job. Um, you know everything. I like oh, it. Girl. <laughs> I hope so. Um, and it was like my first time playing in like crowds uh-huh. in Santa Monica. Like, and I got used to it. It was like... I really enjoyed it because I think a lot of the music industry hasn't totally known like where we fit, you know, mm-hmm. which is honestly kind yeah. of fun. I don't have time to have that many friends because mm-hmm. that was, we were touring so yeah. much. There's ups and downs through it all, but at the end of the day, like, as long as we get to keep making music, I'm stoked, you know? I think that's what really, I don't know, felt like a wake up call of, wow, I want to be way more real about what I'm going through, what I'm thinking, what I'm mm-hmm. feeling. To hear people that often don't even speak English, but like singing lyrics, like cool kids and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. It's like, it's such a joy. All right, so you grew up around like the Toluca Lake and Chino Hills, Glendale-ish area. Yes. What was it like growing up there? Yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah, our first, first bit of growing up was in Chino which is much more like suburban. Totally. Uh, at the time there were lots of cows, so it kind of always smelled like cows, which uh-huh. is the best smell. But uh, it was fine and fun, it was a great place for a family. And then we moved to the valley and like Toluca Lake and stuff. And mm-hmm. that, that was cool. Um, I love growing up there and we were super close to like Hollywood. I'd get on the red yeah, line and go down right to there. Chinatown and stuff with my friends in high school and stuff. So that, that was a fun experience. And now we're in mm-hmm. Pasadena, which I dig, so. Cool. All over LA, you know? Yeah, just like every part of like northern LA. Yes. <laughs> Growing up in LA was really fun because we mm-hmm. obviously had a lot of opportunities to like see bands and see really cool concerts and things like that. Yeah, but it was fun. LA is definitely like kind of crazy. Like yeah, there's a lot going on all <laughs> the time. A lot going on, lots of traffic, but especially when there's rain and yes, yeah. and it rained today, so it was a little Mm-hmm. crazy but yeah yeah well I really enjoyed living in Chino mm-hmm. like always hung out with my friends in Chino like mm-hmm. like I loved drinking the water there uh-huh. had the better best. than LA water <laughs> yeah I had the growing up there was best time ever. What else did you do when you were growing up? Like what were your hobbies? Were you into like dance or art or Um, I actually did do dance for like, oh my gosh, I don't even know. Maybe collectively like at least seven years, I think. And I did like jazz, ballet, um, tap. Uh I never did hip hop. I played soccer. Uh I I watched watched movies a lot in Chino, like eight great food. I always tried to do art, but I was terrible at it. Really? Oh, I was, my mom was a great artist and a painter and stuff, and yeah. I was absolutely horrendous. So I tried uh, that, and it wasn't very good. Uh-huh. I loved reading. I, uh, oh. I wasn't good at a lot of things, so learning was something that I was uh-huh. kind of able to, like, excel at, sort of. Mm-hmm. I tried, you know, sports. I was terrible at, like, soccer and skateboarding. So that was the only thing I was okay at, so that worked out. Gotcha. Um, but beyond that, just hanging out. Cooking, I guess. I still cook. So oh, cool. 
that's the fun thing. Does your wife appreciate that? Oh yeah, she does. <laughs> I make her lunch every day for work. Dang, every dinner day? Dinner when she gets home. Oh yeah. Damn, that's really fucking nice. That's pretty, pretty cool, you know? <laughs> Hanging. Cool. Um, do you have like a parent you think you're more similar to? That's a good question. I am more similar to my dad, who is like, yeah, very similar to me, where we're like, let's have fun, let's, uh -huh. you know, my mom loves to have fun too, but he's very like, you know, go, 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 let's yeah. go be spontaneous and, I don't know, go gotcha. on a trip tomorrow, or, you know, go on a road trip or whatever. And he also is very in touch with his feelings like mm -hmm. I am so like he'll be watching a commercial and he can cry really like that. at a commercial me too oh my god we're gosh. totally the same like I'll watch a trailer for something uh -huh. and then I'll be like oh my gosh that's the best movie ever <laughs> and I haven't even seen it yet but as I've gotten older I found a lot more similarities with my mom as I've like appreciated I don't know playing games and I don't know more she's a little more chill uh -huh. than my dad which is fun that they have like I have both to yeah <laughs> sort of relate to I think I have the humor of my father uh -huh. and the temperament of my mother, I would say. Um, and I have a bit of the spaciness from my dad, <laughs> but I'd say I'm much more like even keeled. My dad was always the emotional one, my mom was the uh, contained one. Now gotcha. I'd say I'm more on that side of things. But uh, I, I th I'd say I have a pretty strong bit of both of them, mm -hmm. but I'm significantly taller than both of them <laughs> as well, so Wait, neither really? of them gave me height. Yeah, ah. both kind of short, uh which is fine. <laughs> Your mom is more of like a visual artist and your yeah. dad is like an audio with like music. Good job, um, you know everything, I like oh, it. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Um, what's it called? Like what was it like having like both those different influences like artistically in two different mediums? Yes, very different. But it was really cool because it made me realize, wow, I can, like with my mom for example, I can try to do anything and possibly be good at it or at uh -huh. least have the freedom to try it, which is really cool. Uh -huh. And she's really taught that to me because she's one of those people that could just pick up a paintbrush and make the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Uh -huh. And she hasn't really painted in a really long time, you know? Okay. So she's sort of taught me, you know, like just try things because you mm -hmm. never know what you might be good at, but also you could at least say that you tried. Um, so that was cool to have a more visual uh -huh. artist as sort of inspiration um yeah. and she's also just helpful like when we're making merch and oh yeah creating, I never like, thought about that yeah, yeah like stage design and all that and it all is like very helpful for what we do right mm -hmm. now so it's the perfect balance of her knowing how to do that and being mm -hmm. so so good at it and then my dad being obviously like amazing with music and yeah. he produced our new album and stuff like that and we're able to work in the home studio together and write songs and he can yeah, have I heard. like a great yeah he can have like a great um I don't know opinion on oh how does this sound live are we missing something or what do we need and things like mm -hmm. that so they complete each other also in that way which is cool and that's very they're like the perfect teammates for Aww, us so sweet yeah it was a funny way to grow up because both of them, yeah, my parents were so artistic. And my mm -hmm. mom, for sure, isn't as much of, like, the spacey artist type. My yeah. dad's, like, 100% the spacey artist. That's funny. Which is fun. Like, eclectic. And... Oh, yeah. And just, like, bouncing around constantly. Didn't really uh -huh. care if we did well in school and stuff. Like, oh, that was... wow. My mom, though, on the other hand, she was much more structured in uh -huh. everything. So we had a good balance. Honestly, like, it was really cool because it kind of taught us that, like, 
you can be a wide range of personalities and still be very creative. Mm-hmm. And that's cool to know. Like sometimes you think totally. like you have to have a certain like mode of creativity to be like talented or whatever, but like to know like you can kinda fit yourself and if you challenge yourself, you can be a good artist. I don't know if it was you or someone else, but did you drop out of school? Um, so we ended up homeschooling, so we didn't gotcha. technically like drop out. Yeah, just um, so we stayed in school but like online. Okay. <laughs> um so yeah, we ended up leaving once we got signed originally we left school I think I was in mm-hmm. geometry class when we went to go like sign the record deal wow, and that's crazy yeah and soon after uh-huh. is when we were like okay I guess we're gonna be doing this for real so let's I don't know I guess homeschool uh-huh. <laughs> and um that was my sophomore year I think wow that's so I can't even imagine what that's like to <laughs> just like be in school and then all of a sudden like your life completely changes and you're like and okay you're... bye friends yeah for real I won't see you there's I mean people that I haven't seen since and then there's some mm-hmm. people that I've like reconnected with recently that I hadn't seen in six years or something crazy wow. because I left like way before everyone else did when they mm-hmm. all went to college and stuff like that so it was definitely a version of like, oh, I'm going away to college, but prematurely. Music. And <laughs> yeah. it was music and super different. So, um, yeah, it was definitely kind of crazy, and I didn't have that many. I don't have time to have that many friends because mm-hmm. I was we were touring so yeah. much. So, yeah, I definitely had to learn like, oh wait, I need to like reinvest in friends and like yeah. figure out what that is now that I like have a little bit of time at home. Did you feel like any type of way or like super alone like when you left school? Like, I mean, you're losing a whole source of... Yeah, like social, yeah. socializing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I would say that it kind of, it had it, its moments of feeling mm-hmm. lonely or just feeling like, oh my gosh, I feel so disconnected from friends. And mm-hmm. luckily we were touring with our family, so we had each other yeah. to lean on and talk to and and all that and we had some friends that we were able to you know a friend I could call and talk to on the phone Mm. once a week or something like that and see when I was home but there were definitely times where I was like man you know a lot of people have time for friends and right now I don't and that kind of sucks so there Mm. were definitely moments where I was pretty discouraged about that but yeah we were just so busy that I just you know (laughs) I would be like oh I'm bummed but then I had to go keep working or whatever so yeah, but then once we started to have more time as we worked on this new album, mm-hmm. that's when I was like, okay, time to really, like, reconnect with friends because yeah. I actually have time to do it. And, and that was weird. on a different self-care, like... <laughs> totally, yeah. and I'm so glad that I did that because it was sort of a hard process at first because, uh-huh. you know, a lot of people just, you know, they're going on with their life and you're, yeah. you miss a lot of it, but I think it's a good opportunity to reconnect, but also like make new friends in new places mm-hmm. and stuff. When you guys were all younger, you were performing at like the Third Street Promenade, which is pretty close to here. Oh yeah. Actually, um, what was it like to like perform for audiences at such a young age? Honestly, what I think is fun, especially when performing like on the street, is it trains you to kind of deal with uh, negative responses well. Mm, Cause it's inevitable. Uh-huh. When you're creating art, like there are gonna be people that like it, people yeah. that don't like it. And you can so easily get caught up in the negative tones that are infiltrating your mind but when you can like kind of I don't know like bolster yourself up so you're like okay when you're playing on the street and someone walks away like that's fine they're doing Mm -hmm. their thing whatever they can like it or not like it or be busy or not busy whatever and like kind of just got to be okay with like what you do and the art that you create so I think starting that from a really young age Mm kind of trains you to do it well yeah and to not get too caught up in the I don't know in your mind yeah 
It's a mess sometimes. Yeah, I feel. It was really nervousing because I never expected to like to like playing like in. It was like my first time playing in like crowds uh-huh. in Santa Monica, like, and I got used to it. It was like, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 And now you're like performing in yeah. front of in front of like thousands and like tens of thousands of people. Well, whether it was music or whatever they're doing on the street, for example. Yeah. You're able to take notes from anyone and everyone. Like, wow, that really worked. And the way that they talked about this song before they played it was so powerful and it really mm-hmm. touched people. And that was really cool. And I never thought of doing that or something like that. So um, I would say that that was really helpful to, I don't know, just like be around other musicians constantly. Cause yeah. There's so, there's so many great ideas out there and so many talented people that mm-hmm. I think, I don't know. It's good to keep drawing inspiration from people and like keeping your eyes open instead of just like staying in your own world. <laughs> yeah, because then your music or like whatever you're doing gets like super stale and like the same right. thing. All and the you time. don't want to feel that way. <laughs> yeah, true. You got signed by Warner Brothers and then you were like putting out an album, like Talking Dreams, your first yeah. one. Like, and then you were also like doing the Vans Warp Tour. Like, what was it like to have so much like attention and like press and everything like at such a young age? Yeah, because I was 16, mm-hmm. I guess, when all that was, like, really... I mean, I was really, like, 14 or 15 when we got signed, but when it was all really happening a lot, and we were touring a lot, and Warp Tour and all that, that was, like, yeah. right when I turned 16, right after I had my sweet 16 party. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, it was definitely interesting, though, trying to, I don't know, like I said, find balance with just real life and work life, especially... Mm-hmm. Since, you know, there are a lot of people who get jobs at 16, mm-hmm. but it's usually part-time. <laughs> yeah, or, or retail. Know. Right. Yeah. So um, I got to learn a lot about myself, though, because I think it was just such a unique experience where we were, mm-hmm. like, constantly traveling, and I got to learn, like, what hard work meant, mm-hmm. even if you don't feel like it, or you feel tired, or, yeah. you feel, or you're sick. Yeah. It is weird. I mean, honestly, like, to be in a completely different life stage that isn't really a life stage because it's mm-hmm. so like disconnected from what everyone the, else is yeah, doing. Like the standard kind of route it, it was weird and because of that you know like relationships change and friendships change mm-hmm. but the ones that were like meant to stay kind of stay true you know yeah. and stay strong and kind of find their way to work dynamically with this new life and that mm-hmm. that's been really cool like sometimes it can feel like oh there's so many friends here and you're surrounded by people constantly in a yeah. school setting then all of a sudden, like, we jumped straight into working, and working in a very peculiar industry. So it wasn't, like, in any way standard or normal. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know, it's been cool to see just how, like, even friendships through that have developed and kind yeah. of stuck through, which is awesome. You guys have grown a bunch since you first started. Like, you were performing with, or touring with 21 Pilots. Yeah. And, and like, what else was there? There was, like, Neon Trees. Yeah, Owl City. Pentatonics. Um, Pentatonics. We've... We've done like so much touring with so many different artists, but those yeah. are like, yeah, those are all so fun. It's <laughs> so different, which is like so awesome. What do you mean by like different? Well, because you know, even just listening out, you know, Twenty One Pilots, Pentatonics, and yeah. you know, they're like not in the same genre at all, and that's so mm-hmm. cool that we were able to step into that opening position for two completely different artists, mm-hmm. and. You know, we've always been a little genreless, or you know, like yeah, dipping our like, toes in a lot of things. Yeah, I was about to say. Oh wait, sorry. Go ahead. No, but it's it's like I don't, we don't know. Like oh, we're alt pop and stuff like that, or mm-hmm. we're 
people have described it as indie or yeah. you know kind of 80s or you know whatever it is but it's always like I don't know if we fit into just one genre which actually I think ends up being a good thing even if it feels so sometimes too. like yeah. weird like oh sometimes I wish I was just like everybody else but that's you know a lesson anyways of like mm -hmm. wait you don't want to be thinking that way and it's good to be different so yeah totally so I think it's been cool to play with it like so many different types of bands and artists mm -hmm. and be able to connect with their fans regardless yeah, of like what they sound like or what we sound like and that just shows people love all types of music and it mm -hmm. doesn't have to be just like one thing all the time and I think that's really cool totally and you're like speaking on like all all those like bands and like genres like you've been dipping your guys's toes into like EDM and like <laughs> other like kinds of genres like what's that like that's been really cool and that's something that we've gotten to do a lot more recently which is fun because we've had the time to do it so working with Audion and Florian Picasso yeah. and also Zed I mean that's a lot of awesome EDM mm -hmm. and we've also done things with Timbaland and for King Country and like so many different types yeah. of collaborations with different genres like completely different and that's been the best way to stay I don't know, inspired and mm -hmm. excited about music period because even though we may be really different, there's so many things you can learn from each other and totally. getting to connect as artists is really special and really cool because you get to connect in a way that like almost nobody else can mm -hmm. and you get to like bond on, you know, touring and what's that like and how do you deal with it? How do you mm -hmm. keep friends? How do you, you know, do whatever you need to for your marriage or whatever you know and that's a really cool thing that all these collaborations have really opened up for us like mm -hmm. these really awesome friendships at the end of the day and I think that's so cool it never would have happened unless you know we were like hey let's be open musically to doing you know mm -hmm. anything and everything as long as we love the song and feel excited about it it was weird I mean I, our career has been very strange it's had this like weird movement between all these different worlds because I think a lot of the music industry hasn't totally known like where we fit, you know? Mm -hmm. Which is honestly kind yeah. of fun. You guys are like genre bending. It's it's a fun little time. I think people just don't know like oh like can they tour this? Because you know we've played with everyone from like Twenty One mm -hmm. Pilots to Pentatonix or like, yeah, American totally. Authors or festival settings or like super pop kinds of shows and that like I don't know I I like being able to interact with those different worlds and mm -hmm. kind of like dip our toes in everywhere and like. I don't know, kind of create our own path. And that's been really cool. And honestly, every day there's something new. Mm -hmm. It can feel so surprising and there's ups and downs through it all. But at the end of the day, like, as long as we get to keep making music, I'm stoked, you know? Yeah. Like, as long as we can do this, I, I am I am ready for it. And we are very blessed to be able to have done this for so long, mm -hmm. to be able to do this for a long time. And that's a really cool gift. And our fans have supported us and have continued to support us in ways that, like, kind of shocking and very humbling. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, like, it's, it's cool. You, know? you guys recently... Um, created like a new record label like your own. Yeah. Um, what's it like to like call the shots for so many things now? Oh, I'm in control. No, it's <laughs> great. Honestly, like we we ran into some trouble with Warner Brothers when they just kept firing people. You know, we mm -hmm. love working with teams. We're total team players. But when they kept firing every head of every single department pretty consistently, we kept kind of making records for people that like weren't going to be there anymore. Eventually yeah. we realized like, no, we should be making music that we love. And then we, yeah. we, we were still kind of always trying to do that. But like, we just eventually decided, like, we just need to push, and rather than having other people kind of dictate the direction or dictate, like, how you move forward, even if they're making the art, like, we need to have everyone, 
anyone that would ever be a part of our team, come on board. You know, mm-hmm. we're the captains of our ship, and so we're doing that. So we have a great team through Warner Music Group at ADA. Mm-hmm. So we have, like, we aren't trying to do the things we don't know how to do, but, like, yeah. we know how to make music. You know, we know how to show our friends, like, what song do you like most? <laughs> and you're like, we've done that for a really long time, and it's uh-huh. worked out pretty well. So to have that and to have everything driven by the art and everything's kind of tertiary to that, it's a part of it, but it's not the, like, the centerpiece of it all like mm-hmm. that that feels really good and to not be held back by organizational i don't know structural yeah. issues is hierarchy nice as well. and you know, bureaucracy hierarchy. oh bureaucracy yeah get it out oh i like it because we can choose what what we can do and mm-hmm. choose what we choose we choose what songs we want to put on it instead of having the labor help us do it uh-huh. And like choose to... like yeah, and choose a song for the radio. Oh yeah, you get to do that too. That's awesome. Like you guys really like call yeah. all the shots. It's been a totally new chapter, mm-hmm. and it's crazy because it's actually now that we have our own label, and you know we actually we have a great team as well because we did it with ADA and Warner. So we mm-hmm. have an awesome team that we can obviously utilize and get ideas from and. Mm-hmm bounce ideas with and stuff like that and you know because we're not you know in marketing you know we're not in a lot of these things so it's you're writing music and making (laughs) it yeah right so we can't wear all the hats so it's great to have like such an awesome team of Uh a bunch of people but at the same time it's really cool to have the final say at the end of the day and Mm -hmm. say these are the 12 songs that we want on the album this is what we want to call it and of course we're still asking everyone's opinions and we're mm-hmm. partners in that but at the end of the day it's the album that like we wanted to make mm-hmm. as a family and as a band and we just feel so passionate about like every little and big thing you hear or see visually and stuff like that which is pretty rare to be involved yeah, in all those I was gonna say all those little things but it is like a thousand times more work yeah but I think it's just so worth it at the end of the day to see it all come together and think, wow, we were so involved in all these little things, and here they are coming together, and it's a real music video now, or it's mm-hmm. a real album now, and stuff like that. So it's like a baby that you it made. Is. <laughs> Literally, it is. And it's, you know, like I said, a lot, but it's so, I don't know, I think it's so worth it, and I think we're going to be so grateful later mm-hmm. that we did this, and we've had a good time, you know, creating visuals and idea boards and stuff like that, so I think I'd... I'd be down to do it again. What what kind of made you want to like talk about more vulnerable topics? I think just going through more life on my own and also yeah. all of us in the band experiencing more life in a deeper way. I think that's what really, I don't know, felt like a wake up call of, wow, I want to be way more real about what I'm going through, what I'm thinking, what I'm mm-hmm. feeling and whether it's good, bad, or somewhere in between, I just want to be more honest about it because yeah. if I go through it, somebody else, whether they're my age or way far away from my age or they live somewhere else in the world, they're bound to go through it too. And mm-hmm. I think it's just so comforting to know, first off, that you're just not alone in that. Yeah. And also to just know, like, hey, it can and it will get better. Like, you've also been really vulnerable about, like, social media and, like, loneliness. Um, Actually, I was wondering, like, you and Noah, but, like, primarily you are, like, 
at the front and center of like press and like mm -hmm. managing like your social media accounts like what's that like for you it's tough I think I mean that's why we wrote a song about it because it's so interesting to figure out and navigate and feel good about and make sure that you're doing your best and giving your all but also not putting too much into it because mm -hmm. social media is so tough to figure out how to feel good on there you know yeah. there's most of the time I end up feeling more alone after I'm done scrolling or I'm done you know accidentally stalking someone or whatever <laughs> it is you know because you just get on these like, random do. rabbit trails totally yeah. and, and it's so funny to think about it in real life like why do we spend our time <laughs> just constantly insta stalking other people or you know just living vicariously through other people's lives yeah it's been interesting to sort of figure out and that's why we also wanted to write about it because it feels so important to talk mm -hmm. about for anyone of any age but especially for our generation it's so weird because we have access to so much and we have for a long time mm -hmm. and we've True. just kind of grown up that way but just figuring out okay what's healthy and what's a good balance between real life and having real connections and relationships but also staying involved with social media because we mm -hmm. have we work on there. We talk to our fans as much as we yeah. can. and You guys have, like, really good engagement. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. And we, we try, but, you know, I can't put too much into that because yeah. there are times where I am focusing too much on responding to literally as many people as I can. And then I just mm -hmm. feel so drained and feel weird because I've been on my out. phone way yeah. too much. Yeah. Burned out. Exactly. So I'm still trying to figure it out. And this is just, like, our way of opening up the conversation about mm -hmm. it so we can all just sort of figure it out. Yeah. together somehow and just feel better about ourselves and you know feel better about our own lives instead of just constantly comparing yeah. my every day of okay I just woke up and I feel gross you know because <laughs> that just happens sometimes yeah. and I'm looking at someone's beautiful edited photo of them that they uh -huh. chose because they thought they looked great you know so exactly. it's, it's a thing we have to be mindful of but all that to say it's tough to figure out because um, we want to be in it. We don't want to just delete Instagram yeah, and give up. Totally. We just want to find some sort of balance. Balance, exactly. So we can all hopefully feel better about it. But yeah, it's, I think, hard for everyone. I saw, like, back then, like, a couple of months ago, maybe, yeah. that um, it was either you or Sydney or something um, posted about, like, meeting the Obamas. Oh, um, yeah. What? Like, do you ever feel like any type of way being in the public eye and sharing like anything political like that? Like you also posted about like March for Our Lives. Yeah. Um, what's it like to have like political opinions but in a public scene? Yeah, it's a, it's a funny dynamic. And I would say that like we as a band, from our like shared account or whatever, we haven't gone super political. But when it comes to yeah. things that like are really kind of necessary conversations to have that aren't even necessarily political you know we're not tweeting about tax law and stuff uh -huh. like that you know we're not talking about social security which all that stuff's good and we should dialogue about that but like i think march for our lives and even that was like in a lot of ways i think if you were actually there and we didn't actually get it, but like when you read from people that were actually there it wasn't a political thing it was more that people were coming to bring and it is someone in the political realm but you're coming to bring like because you're passionate about like wanting to protect young people's lives mm -hmm. and not necessarily like not everyone had the same ideas of how you solve that exactly but mm -hmm. we need to talk we need to have that conversation if anything yeah. like that's what i value most because if we aren't having that dialogue we aren't going to figure it out and you're not going to make any progress oh, or like no. learn from the other side because we've had all sorts of kinds of you know parties in power 
and there's not been much difference, you know, for all sorts of things at different times. And different people and different leaders have caused change, but like, I think it has to start with us dialoguing and influencing the institutions in our country to, mm -hmm. I don't know, be driven by more empathy and more love and more yeah. care for one another. Because then you'll actually have change that is good. So let's talk about like some of the highlights like of your career. Like you performed with Taylor Swift. Like what was that? Like she's like America's sweetheart and like the yeah. ultimate pop star. No, she is so awesome. And what's cool about that is that she actually is so sweet and she mm -hmm. is so cool and everything that you hope that she would be, you know? And that's yeah. really fun to experience that and the fact that, you know, yeah, we got to hang out and I got to sing on our tour twice and mm -hmm. get to know her a little bit um, is so cool. Cause of course I've always loved her music. Like, like you said, America's Sweetheart, everyone yeah. does. And it's just nice to meet someone that you've looked up to for a long time and they actually live up to and surpass those mm -hmm. expectations that you had. And you're like, wow, this person's actually really cool. Uh -huh. Because not everyone in the music industry True. or, you know, the entertainment industry is cool and nice and thoughtful and stuff like that. And she actually is. So I just feel lucky that, I don't know, we've gotten to have those really cool experiences to, you know, kind of get to know each other and all uh -huh. that. It was just such a cool experience getting mm -hmm. to sing with her, but also getting to know her in the process was I don't know, just so fun and so exciting and thrilling. Well, you guys won the MTV Phantom Fandom Awards. Um, like, do you have anything to say about that? MTV Fandom Awards. I mean, honestly, like, I've always felt like we're the underdogs, which is fun. It's like to know that even like we have enough fans that like could get us into the awards like that yeah. and stuff. It's kind of weird and shocking. Like, I'm just like a kid from the valley. I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. it's just stuff like that's pretty amazing. So like. To me, like, I don't really care much about awards, you know, I care much mm -hmm. more about, like, the people in my life mm -hmm. loving me and me loving them, you know, but, like, to have people around the world connecting to the art that we make, that to me is just so impactful. And yeah. if an award kind of points to that, or even if a nomination, because we most certainly don't win, <laughs> there are many fandoms that are quite a bit bigger than ours, but, like, mm -hmm. the fact that we have people that care enough to, like, get us even in conversations like that is really just an honor and a total joy for us. And another highlight is you guys like have been on a world tour. Yes. Um, tell me about that, like touring other places to perform your own music. Oh, it, I love traveling the world playing our music. Honestly, like to hear people that often don't even speak English, but like singing lyrics, like cool kids and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. It's like, it's such a joy. It, it shows that like we're so much more alike than I think television or media or whatever like can sometimes portray like we really like we care about family we care about community and we care about music and the power that mm -hmm. the way that it can influence us and help us and care for us and that's totally universal and that yeah and that's why we do it you know to write these songs and to like hear people from all these different cultures and all sides of the world and every so, so social class and all that stuff it's like it's just incredible to hear that they can connect with art that we're making and yeah. that like it's beautiful, it's so human. And that, I mean, it just inspires me every day to keep making music and make art that means something. How would you say like your band has changed over the past like decade since you guys were formed in 2009? I think, I think it be, I think it became more alternative, became more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cause you guys are doing mm. like a bunch of like different like kind of music with like different genres right yeah. like EDM and like Christian rock and like a bunch of other kinds of stuff right yeah cool
because we've grown up so much that's changed you know our influences and even though we have so many of the same influences still mm -hmm. you know it's opened us up to having different influences I may have never heard of or been interested in when I was I don't know mm -hmm. 14 or something like that so I think just growing up and growing through life has just changed us as people as everyone does especially in like these formative years mm -hmm. so that in turn has changed our music because you know our music is just an extension of us and who we are and what right. we're feeling or what we're into and stuff like that so I would say it's definitely been I don't know like an ever-changing process that I think will always happen no matter what because every day I feel like we're changing yeah you know? totally so yeah, but I, I really like that. Otherwise, I think it would get so boring if you're just the same mm -hmm. everything all the time. And yeah. I, I think all of us are changing, so I think it's important to let your music follow that. Mm -hmm. And we've gone through, yeah, quite a bit of changes. You know, when Jamie left, he was a really integral part of how we made music. You know, mm -hmm. we were so used to, as a four-piece, you know, vibing off of each other, you know, yeah. our, each other's artistic styles and all that. And so to lose that, at least in that setting, was difficult um, and so we spent a lot of time trying to figure out just who we were and mm -hmm. how we created as all of a sudden you know a three-piece mm -hmm. and I'd say like the EP we put out in 2017 was a good showcase of us trying to figure that out um, but I'd say this record we have coming up you know Lonely Generation feels like we've arrived and not that we're done but mm -hmm. that we've reached like the first checkpoint of this new era you know mm -hmm. uh, we're still making music I try to be in the studio couple days a week if we're not doing too many other things and stuff just making mm -hmm. new music because I I value always advancing the art yeah. forward to be innovative to be interesting and to consistently challenge ourselves because I think we have a lot of room to grow and that's awesome mm -hmm. um, especially being like so young still yeah, like experiencing yeah. like life is totally yeah. I mean yeah we're young we get uh, as long as we live the you know standard amount of time you know the average yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of time you know like we're we got that on our side. Yeah. So, like, we're just working and trying, and I think our fans have been really cool and, like, allowing us the freedom to go through that, you mm -hmm. know? And I think they'll hopefully keep seeing how we're pushing ourselves to grow musically and lyrically and even just, like, the conceptual side of what we're doing. And yeah. the art, the music videos, all that stuff. Like, we're really pushing ourselves to keep growing. And I mm -hmm. certainly, like, I'm already thinking of, like, the next thing, how it could advance, mm -hmm. how it could be better, how it can be... I don't know, something that is more impactful to me and stuff. So mm -hmm. it, I think it's good to be thinking that way and to be thinking forward. And yeah, totally. Yeah, being stoked on life, yeah. you know? Have you changed over the past decade or so? Um, I think I've just realized the importance of a lot of things, but um, just prioritizing what's important to me mm -hmm. and learning what that even is. And I'm like... I said, like, I was still learning all this stuff about myself and about life and mm -hmm. everything in between. So, I don't know, but I think I've just realized that it's so important to invest time into yourself and into mm -hmm. relationships that you really care about and that you value and stuff like that. And that mm -hmm. really gives you such a better quality of life if you spend time investing in it and investing totally. in yourself. And you're going to feel better at the end of the day and feel more charged up to do your job whatever it is if you have spent that time even if it's just a few minutes mm -hmm. in the morning without your phone and just you know reading something or mm -hmm. just spending time with the person you love or whatever it is I think it's 
so important to have that. And I usually am like so like crazy rushing all day, every day. And we have something to do. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm running late and uh -huh. I have to throw this on. And, and then I didn't have any time to myself and I just went nonstop all day long. And then I feel so drained at the end of the day and you still feel tired and stuff like that. But I've just sort of learned, okay, this is okay to think about what I need to mm -hmm. feel, I don't know, good. Cause you want to wake up every day. Yeah, yeah. Excited about life and excited about, you know, what today could bring and all that. And you're not going to have that as much if you don't even have time to think about it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, prioritizing True. myself and self care and stuff like that has been important, but also, I don't know, just investing in other people too. Cause you never know how long you have with that person yeah. either. So that's, that's kind true. of a, I don't know. Not, you don't want to think about it too much and get, you know, really sad. sad. But I think thinking of it to an extent is good so that you're investing in your family that, you know, you have around and stuff like that while you can. And mm -hmm. yeah, so I'm just learning priorities and actually putting them into play, mm -hmm. <laughs> even if it's like a crazy week or something. So yeah, yeah I'm trying. Got you. Man, I've changed. I feel like a lot. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, the core of who I am as a human being has stayed fairly consistent. But mm -hmm. um, I think inevitably when you travel the world a lot, yeah. when you're gone a lot, and when you're going through all sorts of weird things in life, I mean, life is just peculiar and strange. It's like when you go through that stuff, you do change, you know? Mm -hmm. Just our minds and our body, all that stuff. It's like it's, it's moving with time. Entropy does its work. So, like, I don't know. It's... I'd say I've, I've grown in a lot of ways, um, and also I've seen like, oh, I have a lot of stuff to work on, you know, mm -hmm. which I think is good. It's good to self-evaluate and reflect and think, like, how can I grow as a human being to, like, be a good friend, be a mm -hmm. good sibling, be a good, for me, husband and stuff, and yeah. part of a community, how can I care for the people in my life, and that, that's something I value, mm -hmm. um, and I was thinking about that today, actually, like, oh, yeah. dang, like, this year I could have, could have been better, but you know what, at the end of the day, like, if I can keep trying to grow and just try. That's mm -hmm. As long as you're thing. trying every day. That's trying, what you matters. know? Yeah, totally. What does love mean to you? Man, that's a big question, but a good one. I would say love means, like, every, everything to me. I've always been all about love and loved love, period. Obviously, I was always excited about my own love and what I could uh -huh. have one day and stuff like that, but... I was always so excited for other people's love too. So it's always been something that has been like a part of me and something that I cared about so, so much. Mm -hmm. So I would say love means everything. And that's like, what is, what would life be without love? I don't, I don't know. I don't want to sound like a cheesy rom-com <laughs> or something, but there would be, I don't know, not really a point. You know what I mean? I think mm -hmm. you need to have love in your life to be happy but also to just feel good you know and it's kind of this like warm beautiful thing that can just have the crazy potential to grow so much whether it's you know romantically or family or friends or whatever I think it's just such a beautiful thing that a lot of people you know don't get to experience as much mm -hmm. and I think it's something worth investing mm -hmm. into but I think it's like everything love means everything to me so just your whole life I want it I want to have that be the center of my life forever so that's that's a big goal love is so powerful and God created it mm -hmm. how do you like apply love in your life I apply a lo love by 
hang, hanging out with people and being there for them. Mm -hmm. Your friends and stuff. Yeah. And buying them food. Uh-huh. That's Cheesecake Factory and coffee. Yeah. Love. I think love... Ooh, that's a great question. I've, I keep using the word dynamic, but I think love is dynamic. I think love is meant to be something that is bolstered through time and difficulty. Mm. Um, and also mm -hmm. extreme joy, you know, and elation and all that. I mean, that's like, that's what I've experienced. I've seen that with my family, I've seen that with my parents, you know, they're still together 27 years later. You know, they got married rare. in a drive through in Vegas, you know, and they're still oh. together. It's like <laughs> the craziest thing. And like, if I can like learn one thing from that, it's like a whole lot of grace for each other from them and also just like, I don't know, it's working through the grime of life. And same thing with family, you know, as a family, like working together, traveling together, mm -hmm. being exhausted together, you go through a lot. Mm -hmm. And we've most certainly gone through that. So like, to fight through that and to choose to actively pursue communion with each other, I think grows a deeper and more powerful love. And like, mm -hmm. It's hard. Love is never easy with anyone because human beings, we all kind of stink so often. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not easy to love. So I feel bad for anyone that has to love me. No. But um, I don't know. Just to push through it is a, is a beautiful thing. It's mm -hmm. refined through the fire. Um, what do you want to be remembered for? For, for being the best person I could be and spreading hope, spreading hope and love. Mm -hmm. to people. I really would love to be remembered by obviously I hope our music mm -hmm. can be helpful to people but also at the end of the day like I hope our music and anything we do through it and outside of it can be just I don't know like a tool to or a vehicle to share some love with people and share some mm -hmm. hope with them and let them know hey you're not alone and you are loved and you are special and you are great as you are because I think there's so many messages going around saying kind of the opposite. Yeah, especially on social media. Especially on social yeah. media. You don't, you know, have to get anything done to be beautiful. Like you are, it's because you are you, you know? So I just want mm -hmm. people to remember Echo Smith or remember Sydney as people or a band that actually cared about other people and mm -hmm. cared about other people feeling better about themselves and better about their lives and I don't know, we just really want to be able to help people mm -hmm. through as much as we can, even if it's just saying, hey, we're here with you, yeah. and just being there for someone is, you know, can mean everything. So, I would love to be remembered by all of that, uh -huh. if possible. <laughs> Honestly, I, w I want to be remembered most by the people that live in the area that I live in, you know? I want to be able to make a, a, a true impact with the people that are, like, truly within my community and you know if there's like people around the world that can like know who I am that's cool and to make music that like people around the world to connect can connect to is awesome but like if I can live my life in such a way that like can impact people that I day-to-day -day interact with you know mm -hmm. people at the grocery store people mm -hmm. the gas station or the mm -hmm. homeless dude in the street outside whatever like stuff like that like you see and you're physically around I mean I hope that I can live a life that impacts them and shows them love and care and empathy and, I don't know, try that. Yeah. So I think if we can focus on our local communities in ways, we can really make a really beautiful amount of change. Mm -hmm. I think being faithful to that is pretty cool. That's yeah. what I try, at least.
it's also a lot easier to focus on like being kind to the people that you meet instead of thinking of like how hard it is to like make huge impacts on like the world totally. and stuff. Totally. Because most of us don't get the chance to change mm -hmm. the world. Totally. So often here in like all sorts of faith communities, all sorts of podcasts, wherever it's like, how can you change the world? Yeah. Or like inspirational speakers. <laughs> Too I'm much like, pressure. We can't. And we honestly, most people aren't given the ability. And there are certain people that like have that sway in culture, you know, mm -hmm. but I'm not Taylor Swift, you know, I don't have that power. So like, I'm going to try to be like faithful to things that I have directly in front of me. Mm -hmm. If I can do that in a careful and nuanced and kind way, then like that's, I'd, I'd be stoked on that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm working on that for sure. Well, thanks for joining us yeah. for Sidewalk Talk. Totally. Cool. Thanks. Bars! Oh my gosh, I was so excited to take a walk today. <laughs> this was great. <laughs>